0: Welcome to your daily Dose of positivity, a show that is just a little bit different this week compared to others. We have an incredibly special guest who is a creator that's been a big inspiration to me and like listening and watching to his podcast, TikToks and everything else it was kind of what gave me the idea of positivity His content just breeds so many good vibes and positive energy. It genuinely never fails to make me smile. And also, not only does he have an awesome Star podcast, he's also the co founder of like the electric bike company Super 73, which is just incredible and super cool. I stare at your
1: bikes all the time and I'm like, I want one.
2: <laughs> Thank like, you. I,
0: I look at the window, I'm like, I don't know how well they do in snow, but it's fine. Yeah, right,
1: right. Yeah, maybe for, for a more summer uh, season. <laughs> yeah, but uh, welcome on, Michael Canavo thank you thank you so Come much on. for having me yeah i love i mean you, you know when you reached out it was an instant yes for me because uh, what your team is putting together is such a cool and refreshing and and much needed part of the voice of, of of fandom so um i'm really excited to see where all of you go and and really grateful that you thought of me so thank you well thank you michael and then we also have kaylee and young on as well hanging
0: out yeah, so. hi
2: everyone nothing nothing special about me here but
0: Oh, yeah, just yeah. hope everyone's having no. a
2: good day or <laughs> night or whenever you're listening to this. Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on. I guess kind of before we get into this, like I had all the script right now, and then I saw everything that dropped on Wednesday, and I'm like, well, we need to talk about this since it just happened. <laughs> but uh, basically, so Super Seventy Three received twenty million dollars from a uh, Violation Capital. So like, yeah, yeah, that's super cool.
1: Um, thank you. You want me to go into it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Kind of how that kind of came to be and all that. Yes. So for those of you who think that 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 means that I get twenty million dollars, that is very much false. Uh, they, you know, and I've got some friends that have been hitting me up. They're like, "Dude, I've seen it. You gonna you go buy a house?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't see a penny of this money," and and for good reason. Um, Super 73 is, for those who don't know, is, is a startup. Uh, we're about four years old now, so we're, we're pushing out of the boundaries of startup. We're starting to become kind of a real, actual company. Um, we make uh, kind of hyper-stylized electric uh, motorbikes and, and two-wheel transportation. So we take uh, the technology that's available to us, thanks to the new wave of electric vehicles, and we motorize uh, two-wheel transportation, most normally bicycles. Um, but we do it in a way that kind of attracts a younger crowd. Uh, e-bikes are, are very much like 50-year-old plus uh, you know, uh, demographics. And so we've been able to capture a lot of Gen Z and millennials because um, we're very, uh, you know, I, I think not only eco-friendly minded, we're, we're very kind of fashion forward as well. So we have really cool kind of, um, ethos plus uh, style that goes into our brand, which which sets us apart. So it's been a ride. Yeah. So we recently um, received funding from Volition Capital. They uh, they dumped in 20 million. And, and what that means is um, a, a VC, a venture capitalist firm, uh, they, they basically take uh, money from multiple investors, and they'll funnel it into brands and companies that they think um, have a good shot of succeeding. So with us, uh, they said, Hey, we love what you're doing. You are changing the space for transportation. You have, uh, you know, renewable energy, you're focusing on the environment. Um, you know, we have a whole sustainability team we're building out here at super 73 to make sure these bikes are using recycled parts that the factories that are being built in, uh, have top working conditions. Um, it definitely costs a little bit more, but it, it's something that's important to us to make sure that, um, you know, the company we're building is, uh, something that is very much you know uh, community-minded eco-friendly uh, and and that we can sleep knowing that we're doing the right thing so volition understood that they said here's 20 million bucks not to spend freely we we're building out the organization um we're hiring probably around 50 new employees here in the us and probably wow. around 30 or 40 overseas uh yeah so things are going to grow very fast for us here at super 73 and we're excited for that
0: that's incredible. And you guys have already been growing fast, like looking at kind of your track record, Like you guys are considering you started within the last like five years, right?
1: Like yeah. you guys are killing it. Thank you. Yeah. The, the demand is, is extremely high and, and maybe too high in a lot of cases. Um, we have, a, a the, the strain that's placed on the brand is too much demand and not enough supply. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, because of 2020 and the chaotic year, that was a lot of factories shut down and, and transportation slowed down. Um, so the demand for e-bikes went way up because everybody's at home, they wanna get out. It's a safe way to get out. It's eco-friendly, you're not in your car. Um, you know, you get to experience the world at a time where everybody's kind of been locked inside. So um, the demand shot through the roof. We were actually up 700% from the year before, wow. um, which is very painful. It's uh, it yeah. stressed us out. We had four yeah. customer service reps and they were receiving 10,000 emails a week. So uh, yeah, if you think your email inbox is overloaded, uh, you should check theirs. So it became a matter of of doing the best we could to keep up and this money is gonna kind of help us to meet that demand that's been placed on our company.
2: Yeah, I feel
1: like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say like, it's kind of like all my worlds are kind of crashing together right now because I was literally just doing um, notes for macroeconomics before we got on here, we're talking about supply and demand, but more than that, I'm also taking apes, ape environmental science and like the sustainability thing I think is huge. And I really just want to compliment you on that because like, we're learning a lot about like energy and stuff right now. And I'm like, oh my God, like we really need to be more sustainable. Right. I'm like telling my parents, like we can't flush our pee anymore. Like we can <laughs> conserve water, which is a real thing. I don't know if everyone wants to do it, but like just seeing that there are ways um, to make sustainability and like transport, uh, or actually I should say transport more sustainable is really, really cool. And I just want to like, commend you on that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, it's something that Gen Z and millennials are very much more aware of than our predecessors. And that's something that's been really important to me is, is for the past, you know, 200 to 500 years, we've been destroying our planet with no thought of consequence. And, um, you know, there, there's, there's an awareness now, especially with Gen Z and it's why I love Gen Z so much. And, um, a lot of the work I do with marketing is utilizing Gen Z and understanding Gen Z and, um, you know, we actually, we, we pay a bunch of TikTok creators to make our ads because, um, who's more in touch with the importance of how things are advertised than the youngest generation. And so. Um, You know, we're very much eco-minded in that way where a lot of other companies in the past um, haven't cared about that because they're just concerned about the bottom line dollar. Um, There's incentives now that, you know, the U.S. and other countries are starting to bring in that uh, really help to empower us to create a more environmentally friendly brand than let's say Ford or Honda or um, you know, Toyota who have been around for a long time and they're kind of relying on these old ways of doing things. Um, because we're new, we're able to kind of pivot and be more nimble with it, I guess you could say. For sure.
0: And I'm really jazzed from that video of the Super
1: 73 hover bike. I think that'll be a very good advancement <laughs> and I'm very excited to see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, that was me just inserting a little bit of that kind of sci-fi love back into the brand.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. That was so cool. Joe McHale was that, like, that was also, that was a hilarious, like, and really good way to announce that that was awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah, he's he's been a great friend of the company. And it's, it's kind of another thing. We, we get the opportunity to work with a lot of celebrities because... um you know, they are far more environmentally minded than than most other people, uh, I think, than definitely most consumers and business people. Uh, celebrities understand the impact of, um, you know, the the technology on the environment because every celebrity is kind of looking for that way to give back because they've received so much. And, and people like Joel McHale and Will Smith and, you know, Sway Lee and and ASAP Rocky are like, let me jump on this because I see this as not only helping the environment but helping me to show people that I care about the environment so so it's been interesting yeah. and, and
0: fun absolutely dude like it's been so cool to see like I love all the tiktoks and all the like videos that post too I'm like it's like Raku Kuli has got the lights of her bike now like the bachelor's got a bike it's so cool to see all of that
1: <laughs> thank you thank you
2: yeah me yeah. too
0: yeah I think uh changing gears a little bit but uh Basically, to start off, for those who haven't maybe listened or really heard about you, how would you describe the Rex and Around the podcast community network and all that?
1: Yeah, so um, Rex and Around is something I started because I was too nervous to put my Star Wars costumes on my personal Instagram. Um, I wanted to hide it away from my real world. I wanted to hide it away from my friends, my business, you know, connections, because um, it's 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 weird. I don't care how you put it. Um, looking. On the outside, in for somebody who doesn't understand what Star Wars is or doesn't understand this community, they say that's weird. And that was something in the beginning that was very, I think, important to me. It mattered to me for some reason. And, and looking back, it's hilarious that that mattered to me because of how things have gone, but it did. And so I started Rexing Around, and it was basically, um, you know, kind of a mix between horsing around, goofing around, clowning around. I was like, let's do Rexing Around. Uh, it's kind of like messing around. Um, and uh i just started posting my journey and i was kind of the first um you know armored cosplayer who was doing that um nobody was really showing behind the scenes on like hey how do you get a helmet how do you build armor so i started showing that and i started vlogging and my vlogs were getting you know 100,000 to 300,000 in some case you know 700,000 views and um and i was like oh okay there's there's something here i should probably pursue this um but i never felt like it was sort of an influencer play. I don't uh, necessarily associate myself with that because I have nothing to gain from selling merch or products through Rex and around. It's all about the community. So for me, it was always, how can I get Star Wars friends? I had no Star Wars friends in real life. So I was like, I want to attract Star Wars friends. Um, I joined one of the costume clubs, uh, you know, the 501st and um, I met just some of my best friends in the whole world. I I met, you know, the Greg and Taylor who I do the podcast with, Um, you know, everybody in my life, all the groomsmen at my wedding were basically from the Star Wars community. And so um, it suddenly became that, oh, well now I am Rex and around and my site account is Michael Canavo. Um, My persona kind of became this and, you know, we would go to Disneyland and every, no joke when galaxy's edge opened every five minutes we were taking selfies with people and it wasn't like, Hey, can I get a picture? Have a good day. It was, Hey, can I get a picture? And I'd say, yeah, tag along. And then by the end of the night at galaxy's edge, we'd have a pack of 20 to 30 people because it's all about the community. And and so the podcast kind of started from that. It was, um, I didn't see a podcast that was focused on promoting, good vibes and positivity. Um, you know, I, I looked around the Star Wars space and it was really lacking. So I was like, well, I'll mm-hmm. just, I'll just make one. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it really. And it was so fun for us. And that's what it was always about was that it was outlet for Greg and myself to, uh, you know, make something that was giving back, showcasing the community, but also just talking. We didn't have to suit up in armor to do it. We didn't have to run around and get sweaty, you know, making TikTok videos. It was just a way for us to talk about Star Wars, talk about the things we liked and, and it, and it grew and it caught on, um, you know, that's recently kind of led to this network play, which uh, Kyber sisters is doing a phenomenal job on episode one. I'm, I'm blown oh away. Gosh, yeah. uh, we have, we have three other podcasts we're launching um, as well as a couple new shows and reviews. Um, so those are going to start launching. We've had friends moving in from out of state to join what we're doing. So, um you know there's there's people uh, like other people like uh you know wolf 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 is yeah. is we're going to be partnering with with him and his crew um and it's all with the same sort of positivity um and 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 community building elements to it so that, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at right now that is
0: really incredible and like that's so cool to hear about the network too like because i've sisters i watched it that was awesome to see it see that on there it's so cool to see about wolf 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 and everything else like and oh, that yeah. is just really cool to just like kind of i think i see some parallels to kind of how we started of just like i don't think there's a whole like john krasinski did the good news thing and that was awesome mm-hmm. and that was rad and then that stopped and i'm like i mean i guess we can kind of like some like i felt like i didn't see it much otherwise and so we're like okay let's throw this into like especially podcast form like i couldn't find any kind of good news team podcast especially i think gen z and like younger people talking about it so like let's just do it let's talk about good news and kind of just have fun with that too and just like also talk like and that's what we're here for is to just we're also very much like to have fun you know we'll talk for like an hour before we start recording just on zoom just like catching up and hanging out and so that's just really cool yeah
2: Yeah, I mean I first want to say like I'm very jealous that you've been to Galaxy's Edge because my family is like (laughs) a huge Disney World family and my brothers especially are like very intense Star Wars fans, I probably should be saying this, like, I'm not really one, but I appreciate it, and, like, we've been dying to go down there and see Galaxy's Edge, but, yeah, just, like, the community thing, I think is huge, especially, like, Gen Z, for whatever reason, not to, like, hate on it, and that's my generation, but I feel like we always like to tackle the big issues, the deep issues, and that's obviously very important, and I'm glad that there are people doing that, but, like, you need some positivity in your life as well, and you need, again, that community to kind of gather around and like I would have never met these people had it not been uh, for this podcast bringing us together and so it's been really cool to see that and even though we don't have a huge following it's been really nice to see kind of our Instagram grow a little bit and like we find all these like cool interesting stories like the Paris Cares we've been like following this like six-year-old girl as she like takes well not takes over the world but she just like grows her mission and so it's been really cool to see that and just like bring something i mean it's not really new to the table but bring something like out from under the dark
3: and i think it's really cool how um people will just um talk to each other and kind of find the interests that you guys have and you know in my case i'm a really big politics um junk person so um i've met really good friends throughout you know making connections with um different organizations or like um, podcast people that talks about politics and I think it's it's just a really good way to express yourself and kind of get into um, you know a new group of people I would say.
1: Yeah a- absolutely and and I, I like I said I, I do a lot of like independent studying on um, Gen Z and it's weird to say but I'll kind of explain why i think that's so important um gen z was the first the truly the first generation to grow up with uh interconnectivity from the time that you could talk to walk to um you know now you're you're all you know getting into college and, and graduating college and um so i'm super interested by that because i didn't have a phone um i had like a little nokia brick um through high school but it only had the ability to make calls texts and play pong um so i didn't have this unlimited network of information at my disposal. So, you know, you hear a lot of times about cancel culture and Gen Z and and, uh, sort of the ferocity of Gen Z, especially on Twitter and where I'm at currently. um, And this, you know, my views may change a little bit on this as I learn more, but you're the first generation that grew up reading about the problems yourself. Uh, I spent my entire life until I left high school believing my teachers. And, and what I mean by that is they were my only source of information and the history books were the only thing that really gave me a true look. Now, there were some websites, like there was a really raw version of Reddit. Um, there was MySpace, but it wasn't really anything more than just sharing pictures. Um, there wasn't like a global news network. Um, and so I was able to, because of the community I had, um, you know, and where I was raised, I didn't know. That there was systematic racism. I didn't know that genocide was happening around the world. There was no way for me to know because it was it wasn't taught to me. I wasn't taught in my small school that had it was a very diverse school, but everybody was just vibing because we lived in Orange County and there was no quote problems. Um, and so I, you know, I didn't know that there were these issues. And um, it's been an awakening for me for sure. But it's something that you weren't afforded that luxury. You have been forced. The evils of the world, since you could read, you have had un, um, I mean, unfiltered access to graphic news and information and and the worst of the worst. So you're far more aware than, than we were. And as a result, I think you demand accountability. You demand answers. And you're the first generation who's done that. Nobody's ever had the ability to do a way to mobilize an army of millennials. When we were coming out of high school, that just didn't exist now because of Twitter and because of Reddit and TikTok especially, um, you're all able to mobilize against forces of evil, or call it how you want to call it, um, or even just sometimes people who make mistakes. Uh, there is a good and there's a bad to that. And I think as as Gen Z grows, you're going to find that really nice balance. Um, and I'm interested to see the generations that follow once you start to become the leaders, once you start to become the teachers, and you teach the truth, and it's, you know, unfair, and it's raw, and it's uh, scary. I'm, I'm really interested to see what Gen Z does. And I think that's why you demand um, environmental change, political change, uh, you know, you demand to flan- uh, shine a flashlight on, you know, racial issues, inequality, um, you know, government issues. And and I'm really excited to see how that shapes up. It's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. Um, you're a you're a very uh, scary force when you mobilize. Uh, but it's really, really interesting. And I'm, I'm excited that it's happening. I think it's important.
2: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, there's always like you were saying, there's a balance. And I think sometimes it can definitely be overwhelming. You know, you open Instagram these days and all the stories are just infographics of all the like horrible things that are happening Mm -hmm. in the world. And I'm glad that they're there because I think it's important to educate yourself about them and learn about them. But at the same time, you're just like scrolling through this and it can become very just like overwhelming. And like, how am I you know, sitting in my living room supposed to tackle all these issues? So I think it's important to also highlight the good things, even if they are little and not to like, the horn of this podcast again but like we tend to kind of try and take these bad things that have happened and find like the good in them like COVID has been an awful thing and yet so many of our stories relate back to good things that have happened because of COVID and so I think it's nice to yes tackle these issues but also you know shine a light on the good things that are happening so that you don't get too bogged down in all the Mm -hmm. negative because that can happen very easily
1: and that's what I love about you guys I think that's so necessary
0: thank you and even you guys like i have you have had episodes where you've tackled like really like hardcore issues or like bigger issues in star wars and the grander community of things and i've still laughed out loud just for like because of even like even when you talk about it you can find ways to like edit stuff to make me still kind of smile and laugh through that thank you it's such a balancing act and i think that's kind of we are the supplements i think to all of the instagram infographics like we are i think that's kind of where it is it's like I think there's a world where there's a happy medium between right. keeping yourself really educated, informed, working on big issues, and also being like, you know what, there is still good stuff going on too. Cause it can get really cynical if you, I think mm-hmm. if you get too deep. And so that's where you a- get,
1: you know, you get depression, you get yeah. like, because it, it feels like there's no way you can win. And I think that's why, you know, your crew is so important. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And kind of your show as well. And like, I think to talk a bit more about that, like, I think you have definitely talked a lot about how Rex and I came to be, but I'm really curious, like, how much of a conscious choice is it to really keep, like, because I think your community is really positive. I think you talk about mm. negative stuff, but I think, like, that can come up, but I think you still really keep it, like, the people are positive, and I think really welcoming, like, I've been through your Discord before, I want to be more, trying to be more active in, like, Greg, or the Rex and I Discord, or whatever, and, like, the people are so super kind, and I think that's the whole thing, is it like, you still build a positive community that can tackle big issues that can also just kind of have joy and spend time like being, you know, excited about something like Star Wars. Like, is a fun thing to be excited about when it can be happy and positive. And like, right. was there kind of like a pinnacle moment where you're like, all right, we're gonna, is it super conscious, like to keep it super positive and open? Or like, is, was there a kind of a critical moment where you're like, all right, we're gonna make sure we focus on this or is it just kind of always been what it's been born right. into?
1: I think as you build a community, the people, now here's, here's how it kind of went. I blew up really fast. Like, and and by blow up, I mean, I was getting a thousand followers a day on Instagram for a couple of weeks there. And it was like, whoa. And suddenly, you know, within a few weeks I was at 15, 20,000. And, um, I did a really good job of getting rid of about half that audience (laughs) to, to, (laughs) to put it to you straight. Um, it's really easy to become massive if you don't talk about the issues. If you don't make anyone uncomfortable, it's really easy to attract everyone. And there's a lot of Star Wars YouTubers out there that are doing it that are either, um, you know, playing the fans against Disney or not talking about any of that at all. And you see their their audiences grow very large because uh, those are the types of people you attract. But for myself, I was looking for friends. I was looking for like-minded people who wanted to have a good time? Who wanted to show kindness? Who, you know, who who, who weren't going to sit here and complain about Star Wars, rather talk about the things that we love uh, about it. And you know, I, I still have, um, you know, I posted uh, some content about Gina Carano, and the responses I received helped me to purge my Instagram a little bit. Um, they'll unfollow. You tell them how you feel, and they'll unfollow. Um, so I think you know, it is it is a constant decision to say like. I could blow up, I could get that million followers, but is that what's important? And I, and I look at it at the end of the day, it's not, man. I got the friends I need, I've got the community I need. If it never grew another person, I would love and enjoy this community as much as I did the day I started it. And so when you take away the the desire to grow and the desire to be, you know, an, a quote influencer, or the desire to get any sort of level of fame or, or, or you know, I don't know. Um, People caring about you online. When when that goes away, it's very easy to be honest and truthful. And and I mentioned earlier, Greg and I do what we do because we enjoy doing it. And the the day that we don't enjoy doing it, we're gone. Um, And I think that's why the community that's around us is is so like minded. They're so creative. They're so supportive. They're so loving. We don't always agree on things, but that's not necessary as long as you respect the other person's opinion. So it's sort of a daily choice.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And I think that's really true. is like you can just, of course, is that there's area to like respectfully disagree, and is just respect people, like treat people well. I think it's just the big piece of all of that too. Is just to like to be kind to everyone, to those you interact right. with, whether you agree or disagree. Like there's time to have conversation about it, and things maybe aren't always kind, but you can still have tough sub- conversations with love. I think you guys have talked about that too. Just like that's a big piece
1: of it as well. D- definitely. And, and, you know, I'll kind of peel the curtain back even more um, in something I, I kind of rarely do, but, um, you know, I talk a little bit even about religion and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and, and and that whole world. And, and I was raised um, very conservative Christian and my entire life, I just assumed that, hey, this is how things are now. I was lucky enough to have parents that said, no, it's about love. It's about love. It's about love. Keep loving each other. And so, you know, I had really wonderful when you say Christian now in America, it, it harkens back to the storming of the Capitol, honestly. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of unfortunate, but it's where we're at. And so as a result, I saw as, as kind of things became divided, I did a whole episode about um, faith and religion and how um you know, I identify with those things. And that's, I mean, do you want to talk about being terrified? Making that sort of video was the day that I decided this could end up being the end of what I do online, because you just don't know, you don't know how people are going to receive it. But I spoke from the heart and I got more support from that episode than I've ever gotten before from atheists, from, you know, uh, Hindus, from Muslims, from Catholics from Christians, it was across the board. Uh, My mom even texted me and said, "I'm proud of you," which was really sweet. Um, Yeah, and and I think it just goes to show you, it's like, hey, it's not, it's 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 the evil in people that causes this sort of divide among us. And so when they wear this banner of Christian or extremist or or you know alt right or whatever you want to call it. It's the anger and it's, it's sin that's in them that causes them to hate and to judge. And it's so tragic, but you know, it is something that is worth fighting against. And so that's why I was like, I'm going to say what I need to say. And you know what it the, the place that I felt the most pain from that, the place that I felt that I was being disregarded and cast away more than anything else was my own church at the time, which ended up in me leaving and being done with that and saying, "Mm, this isn't right. This isn't what it's supposed to be. So I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. Um, you know, which was painful because it was something I relied on. I met my wife there, uh, and my wife ended up, you know, leaving too uh, the, the, that church, because I I don't think that they're evil there. I, I don't at all, but I think that that, that scared them so much from their little kind of bubble of, of, of comfort um that it it was sort of like it needed to happen um so it's been an interesting year for me too just trying to maintain positivity as i've lost a lot of pillars in my life that i thought were absolute truth you know
0: yeah i completely agree i think you see i think you saw a lot of that i think even over the summer i think there's been a lot of just Conversations, I think, being unearthed, opened up, shifted, and being able, brought a lot more to the surface now because of everything that's happened in the last year okay. than we've ever seen. And like, yeah, I think I've I've experienced stuff similar to that. I've just ex- definitely had my own kind of like just looking this up and researching things and realizing my mistakes in the past and groups mm-hmm. and stuff that I've been affiliated with too. Like, it has happened, and I think that mm-hmm. it's tough. And I think that that's another piece of it. Like, positivity has been really important, even in like. You know, stuff that's going through has been stressful for me. I've been like, okay, like, like, I will be like, oh man, I cannot wait to freaking record this podcast. And like, you know, initially I was like, and I even still am like, this is this whole thing is just an excuse for me to like get on Good News Network for like an hour every week and just kind of scroll and take a little bit of a breath and just like remind awesome. myself that not everything's on fire, you know, and that's it's important. That. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I do want to say, it's really refreshing to hear you say that you, you know, you said things because you believed in them. You just wanted to speak your Mm -hmm. mind and like you're doing it because you enjoy it. Cause I think, and I know you're kind of like straying away from not really the influencer title, but you see a lot of people with huge followings who just get burned out and they leave their platforms and stuff because it becomes much more of a business and like creating Mm -hmm. what they think others want versus like what they actually enjoy. And that's like, Something that's scary to me. I don't necessarily want to become an influencer, but I like, I worry that, you know, I'm going to become consumed with whatever work I choose to do. And like, I always want to enjoy what I do. So hearing you say that, like, I'm just doing it because I enjoy it, I think is really important and really nice to hear as well.
1: Uh, obligation is, is a very interesting word, because I think we've filled our lives with obligation. Every one of us in this podcast has probably Uh, at least a half a dozen obligations that we aren't doing right now because we're recording this. Um, And so, you know, with Rex and around, I never wanted that to become an obligation. And it's why I don't have a, a, you know, a scheduled content upload, you know, my podcasts were normally uploading on Mondays and then I got tired of trying to edit them over the weekend. So I moved them to Fridays. Didn't say anything about it um, because I don't care because if somebody wants to hear it, they'll seek it out. I don't need to try to play the game of the algorithm to, can uh, try to convince people to listen to what I'm doing because that's where you start to get those those kind of troublesome followers. That's where you get the people that expect and demand things from you. If you make your stuff kind of hard to find, uh, you're gonna find the best people that that follow you because they're genuinely interested in what you do. And it's why I don't sell stuff to my audience. I don't take brand deals. You know, I just I turned down a a ten thousand dollar deal this past week. And why is that? It's because I want my followers to trust everything that they see from me everything that i post and and, you know my love for sideshow and hot toys my love for only hope supply um those aren't paid things those are things that i'm like this has benefited my life and i want you to experience this so here's a link you know, here's a code. Sometimes I get codes from these these small businesses, um, but it's it's never a matter of I, I I don't make any money doing this because it's not about the money. It's not about it being a job or an obligation. It's about me sharing things I like with you, and you sharing things you like with me.
2: I feel like very similarly about this podcast. I just applied to college and I I've told everyone on here, I didn't put this on my um, application. Uh, at the time I had other things that i have been doing for longer that I put on my activity section. And to anyone out there who's applying to college right now, they probably think I'm insane because there are kids who go out and start podcasts and start nonprofits just so that they can put it on their resume. But for me, this was never about it. It was that it was about, um, just like enjoying myself and like having this time where I talk to these people who we just focus on like good things and they don't know like the crazy stuff that's going on in my life and like the drama and the like hard things and so it's always been like about the fun for me really with this and like I got into college without it it wasn't something that I regret not doing and it wasn't because I was ashamed of the podcast or didn't want to put it out there never went on there and I think it was better that way because I think it would stress me out a lot more to like Mm -hmm. really push this become more successful so that it looks more impressive or whatever and so doing things for fun I think is always super important
3: yeah
0: I love that same here genuinely I think it's very much in like that makes me so happy too it's just like we all kind of come to this with the same headspace of just like let's just have fun let's just talk about good news let's just like be friends and record it and put it out on the internet for whatever reason just like let's just talk good news for an hour right like and it makes it so much more fulfilling like I really haven't felt any kind of like burnout from this I haven't felt like a week where I'm like I don't want to google good news this week because it's mm. like because that's not like an obligation I think kind of what you were saying is that it is so much more just like a ah, I really need this right now and like I'll do it on my own time I'll it's like I have good news network bookmarked on my computer and you know like I think there's balance all of like tough conversations even like in class like we've been reading kind of some really tough books so you know like racial issues and like being black in America, which are very important issues and really like good stuff to talk about. We have had a lot of in-depth discussions, but like, you know, I'm working on balancing that. Like I'll do a lot of research on that and it'll be a day where like, I, and then I'll hit like new tab. I was like, scroll through good news headlines or like read a small article and be like, right, just to balance that. Like, it's not been like, ah, I gotta look at good news now, ah, dang it. Like <laughs> it's never been like that kind of response to it. And I think that just is genuinely what makes me really mm-hmm. love this whole thing.
1: That's great. I, I love what you guys are doing. And, and it doesn't mean that you're not, Mm -hmm. focused on the issues you're you are and and you're doing it in a healthy way that allows you to balance and i'll bet you that your flame is going to carry much further because you are balanced with it because you are kind of taking the good and then focusing on the bad refreshing with the good and then going back to attack the bad so i think that's really important and and i love it thank you yeah i think i think it's a
0: healthy way to work on things too and just to to kind of like there's that balance there because again like you can get too cynical you can get too caught up in it to even to think things through and to like make progress on even bigger issues. Like sometimes I'll get so deep into it that I can't really like, I'll need to pull myself out, even like take a walk outside, look at good news and I can go back to it on a different head and be like, okay, now I can find solutions to this stuff that I wouldn't have been able to think about earlier, just being so deep and ingrained in it. Right. Yeah. And then just kind of continue talking about that. Like you guys, as you've been saying, like you talk about controversial stuff, you talk controversial stuff, you talked about religion, you talked about all that, like, I guess, and we've talked about this a lot already, but like, what is kind of your headspace going into that? Like, is there a certain way that you're really trying to talk about it? And like, basically, yeah, like, do you think how much ahead of time do you think about what you're going to say? And how much is it just in the moment and just kind of continue what we, yeah. we've been discussing?
1: when I'm screaming and throwing things at Greg and, and, you know, carrying 15 lightsabers, there's not a lot of thought that needs to go into that, which is really nice. And that's kind of how I wanted it. But, you know, when you talk about big issues, it's not because a big issue happens and I'm like, let's catch it. I normally sit on it for four or five days. And if it consumes me, then by the time I'm ready to talk about it, I have completely processed through this, this sort of, this chart that goes, you know, a spike of rage, because you find something out and then you go, well, there's nothing I can do. Oh wait, there is things I can do. Okay, well now I'm obsessing about all these things I need to be doing to help. And you see this almost like, it's almost a chart. And by the time I get to the point where I'm ready to um, talk about it publicly, I've gone through all the ups and downs. So I'm like, I feel level-headed. I feel as like I've separated myself enough from the issue. I've looked at, are there both sides? What is the other side saying? how do I feel that the other side is wrong about this or right about this? And and how can I pose it in a way that gets me credibility? Because if I come out swinging, uh, I'm going to normally offend 50% of the people. That's kind of how things are. If you have an opinion, there's 50% of people who disagree with you. So I say, how can I disarm those 50% and make them like drop their weapons uh, in a way that they can say, okay, well, I'm interested. I'm listening. I don't like you, but I'm listening. And then by the end of it, they're like, oh shoot, I have nothing to argue with. And and you know, I, after the the religion one, I actually spoke to somebody from my church, and you know, he's like, can we get lunch? Because he had listened to the podcast. And by the end of the lunch, he said, I showed up today wanting to refute everything that you had said. I wanted to prove you wrong. And I'm leaving today understanding that you're right. And that's crazy. I mean, I, that's a rare moment. And that's a, that was really interesting for me to be like, oh, okay. There's something to this. There's something that's working in in that I've brought a positive. And like you said, I, I added a few laughs into it. Okay, fine. We don't have to be so solemn about this. Like you, you attract more flies with honey and that's where, you know, it's kind of like, you can, you can be loving through it. You don't have to hate the enemy. You have to educate the enemy. And then make them your friend. <laughs> they yeah. shouldn't stay your enemy.
0: Yeah. Like I, when you were talking about the chart there, it made me think about, and this was a bigger issue too, but to go back to the capital stuff that happened at the start of this year. So I'm in an AP Lang class and that's been really great. And, you know, the teacher there has been really good to like, I think we try and to facil- facilitate conversation and research and stuff. And so let's say that happened. I found out about that Wednesday at 4 PM, right after school that day. Um, I walk into class Thursday or zoom into class that is and the teacher's, the teacher's like all right cool tomorrow we're having a discussion you're gonna read news articles tonight you're gonna like fill out the chart and we're gonna talk about it tomorrow and genuinely, on that chart I think even by Friday morning I was still in a bit of that maybe mm-hmm. on the downside of that like rage piece of it and I definitely was like I don't know what to say how to say I still so feel really conflicted I'm really upset about this and that's kind of Blocked myself off, and we ended up, I think, maybe going over, didn't have enough class time. So we did it on Monday. And like, my headspace on Monday was a lot more at that. I've had a weekend to think about this, I've had times to devote to it, and I could talk about it differently. I could think about things a bit differently, and like, okay, let's solidify these points. Let's see what this is really a big piece of this year that maybe I didn't think about on Friday or like couldn't see because I was just so maybe enraged or angered. Like, yeah. And I think that that's just kind of when you talked about that trend, I'm like, oh, I've been, I've seen myself on all the different pieces of that trend and talking about it.
1: And, you know, I think, and this is jumping ahead, I think a little bit. So I'll just kind of preface it, but kindness is very important. And that's something that early on, especially early on in, in like the Rex and around days, I didn't understand kindness so well. I you know, I've talked about this in the podcast where when I was in the costume club, I was a, an elitist. I was one of those. I was like, your costume's not good enough. And, um, you know, I kept it behind closed doors and I kept it to just texts and chats with people. And I've actually sought people out that I had, that I'm certain had no idea that I was being rude to them. And I'm like, Hey, just so you know, like when I started on the scene, I, for some reason, I was probably jealousy didn't feel so great about you and and I'm so glad that that I've grown and learned because now I mean I feel so differently about what you do and I'm so sorry for judging you before I knew you. And, and I think that that's really helped a lot. Um, you know, there's obviously things I wish I could go, go back and, and change and, and people that I interacted with that I just shouldn't have been interacting with, but it's about learning and growing. And, and I, and I have learned and grown and, and I have like changed the way I try to influence people. Um, and it's just been such a benefit. It's been so beneficial for building relationships and making friends and making people happy. Um, especially, it's star wars it should all be fun why why is there any downside of this
0: absolutely i think that's a big piece of it too sometimes when you like just kind of peel back the curtain like dude this is like a bunch of movies and tv shows and stuff that are like meant to be something fun and light they're meant to be escapism george lucas like you know i was kind of like george lucas is like this was made for 12 year olds and like and not Mm -hmm. to say that it can't be open to everybody but like sometimes i think you especially when you get people who are very demanding or very upset or very like get so angered by it. Sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes you just have to zoom out and be like, this is, it's incredibly cool franchise. I'm a big fan as well. But like, these are also just movies that are meant to be fun, to teach, you know, basic and good lessons. But they're just meant for like kids to have a good time. And those kids became adults and that's fine. But like, it's still, they're just meant to like make you smile and just have a good time. And there can be really cool discussions about it. I think your community is a great example of like there can be really cool, fun, conversations about it you can get deep of course but like you can just like like man it's Star Wars talk about what you love I think I think on Kyber Sisters I was listening to uh your wife Janae and Jen Marie talk about this like if there's stuff you don't like you don't always have to like cover it and you can just kind of talk about what you like and leave it at that and I'm like
1: yeah 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 I think social media has made everybody think that their opinion is the opinion because everybody has their own platform and I could go on at length about that as well is somebody collects a couple hundred followers and suddenly they change how they act. And you're like, whoa, hold on there, hold on there. Like none of this is real, it doesn't matter. Um, And so you see these people breaking down these things they hate because there's others that will say you're right. And all they want to do is hear you're right. And so it kind of fuels and breeds that hatred. And and I'll talk about it from kind of a funny perspective. Um, I got beef with Hasbro Uh, (laughs) and anybody (laughs) who's listening. Anybody who's listening and following me knows that uh, I'd be pretty hard with Hasbro. Um, and it was because when I would complain about Hasbro, my DMs would be full of other people who were like, oh my gosh, finally some somebody's saying something. This corporation's not listening. And I justified it by saying this corporation is only concerned about profit and it's true hasbro's evil i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that they're not and i'm i still sit here and for audio listeners i'm holding an action figure i'm still buying them um they're a large corporation who does not necessarily care in the same way they used to uh with that said why am i dragging them every day on my instagram stories who is that benefiting hasbro's not listening we've already proved that they don't care and i realized i'm just kind of stirring the pot of negativity and so i i really pulled back and i started focusing on brands that i loved instead because i you know what i tried it i'm not going to be the one that changes hasbro I, and i and i tried with my little platform of you know 40 some odd thousand on instagram and 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 of course uh, i had a tiktok blow up and get 10 million views that's me playing with hasbro action figures yep. best marketing all of my marketing all year long to convince people to not to buy <laughs> their stuff overnight and it was almost like that's karma that that i had a a tick of me with hasbro content hit 10 million views and i've been struggling to get anybody to care all year about their quality control so it's it's funny and it, it kind of just proved my point of like stop focusing on the things you hate if you promote love and adoration um you're gonna have a much bigger audience and you're gonna have a much better time
0: yeah that's incredibly true and like I agree with that, and I definitely, like, I'm kind of with you, too. Like, Hasbro's not a good company. There's some Black Series on the shelf right next to me. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But still, yeah, like, you know, and, like, it's cool. Like, I, I've not gotten Sideshow. You're pretty, you're selling it on me, like, a lot on all your Instagram stories. I'm looking at that Lando you posted about it. I'm like, ah, oh, that is, that is really cool, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, it is truly, like, and it, it makes for more kind of, like, I enjoyed, like, honestly, Hasbro Rants were hilarious. They were, like... I really, they were fun, they were enjoyable. They to were watch tongue too. in cheek a lot. Of, yeah. Oh a lot yeah. Of the time. For sure. Yeah. But like, you know, I also really love when you're just like, man, I really just love this side show. Like it makes It's so fun as well. As so like it's also just really happy to see like the joy that comes from that as well.
1: Right. Hey, um, for you for you listeners, I want to peel back the curtain a little bit. Kaylee, did you get your spinach pie?
2: Oh yes, I did.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah. uh, I did. I, I
2: actually so my grandparents, for those who don't know, my grandparents were bringing me a spinach pie for dinner. And this I, was sitting here I was excited. and I heard oh, this yeah. like etching. And so I look outside, they shoveled the entire driveway. I was so happy <gasps> at them. So I was like, I could have come help you shovel it. um, And then they brought me the pie. So pie is acquired. I'll be having that for dinner.
1: But yes. That's amazing. I I felt like people needed to know because this is something yeah. that oh, Kaylee yeah. briefed us on and she did such a great job of sneaking away to make sure that nobody knew that she was gone. And it was too good of a job that I just felt like I had to expose you, Kaylee. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: No, that's, that's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Pie I acquired. Think, I think we need to put a picture of that spinach pie on the Instagram. So if you could take one just for, <laughs> oh, for, uh, sure, for, <laughs> for sure. making a post like when this comes out, would be. Yeah. Thank I'm you. I'm interested. The, the Honestly, me too. Honestly, if we make a cookbook, I guess that's uh that goes in there. Yeah. The things that Kaylee I gets mean, delivered during the podcast.
1: and <laughs> Make it a weekly segment.
0: A weekly well, segment.
2: I mean, I've been baking every. I don't have school this week. It's February break. I've baked every single day. I'm like at the point where I need my mixer taken away from me because it's so bad. <laughs> but like also, I'm going to college in the fall, and I'm not going to have access to like the whole kitchen and all the stuff. So I really need to like. Am I really going to come home on the weekends to right. bake? Like, maybe, but like,
1: you got to live it up now. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: The Kaylee, the
0: Kaylee cookbook. I, I see it now. <laughs> we it's get... just
2: stolen recipes from everyone that I've tweaked.
0: <laughs> I love it. You're going to change three ingredients, and I think legally it's yours. So, so we're all, you can, we can figure well, that out. Sound I made, legal I advice. Made, um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Before this, I made, I don't know if anyone knows Claire Saffitz. She's formerly from Bon Appetit. Mm-hmm. She has a cookbook, and I made, her mint lime bars except i didn't have mint oh or lime so i made basil lemon bars but so i just need to change the third ingredient and then like yeah. that one's mine throw like
0: some
1: vanilla extract you'll be fine
2: yeah what a exactly twist
1: what you a went twist. from mint lime to basil lemon I thought we had lime
2: juice and I thought we had mint extract. And then I look in the fridge and there's like five bottles of lemon juice and no lime juice. And then the mint extract bottle is empty. So I was like, great. But we have like a ton of basil. And so I was like Googling, like, does lemon go with basil? Cause like, I don't know. And it does. So I made it. will see if they're I haven't tried them yet. They're like setting in the fridge right now.
1: Wow. What a turn of events. This has become a a a food podcast. (laughs) I'm excited about it. Man, so uh, we'll peel
0: back the curtain just a little bit more. It's just a little side tangent. Like, three episodes ago, we had actually uh, another guest on. runs an awesome, like, medical kind of Instagram page, and she's become a good friend of the show. Um, And she brought on her own stories. She talked about this, like, lizard that has a cookbook. And, like, we have since then, you know, this of course, this lizard has an Instagram following. And so we have followed this, like, Lenny the lizard. And, like, basically, it's just, like, this lizard in a chef hat, like, posted pictures of, like, small food. (laughs) It's amazing. it's like, and we've like, like I've commented, the lizards commented back on our post. Like, it's been really cool, and so we've had this like relationship with this lizard chef. But like, I like this because I'm also very much like a baking nerd, cooking ner- nerd. Yeah. I made a cake today, like, Jeez. so yeah. So Look
1: like, at it, all of you, I know we're I, I we're all just chefs apparently. Is that a, like a, is that a Gen Z thing or is it just a you a you guys thing? My mom is um, a cook, so that's how I got this.
2: Yeah, my well my mom has always been like a really big chef so is my dad my mom of a baker mm. but actually i've seen this thing and i don't know if it's true because it's like from tiktok where it's like people who don't go to therapy bake or like people bake instead of going to therapy or something to cope with their problems so like i don't know but i'm a huge stress baker definitely like mm. um all throughout quarantine i baked but i also find it enjoying like it's at the same time it's very like something that i do that uh, it yeah brings me joy losing my words here, but yeah. And so like when I don't have school and I don't really have anything else going on, it's really nice to like bake. Like I honestly enjoy the process more than I do Mm -hmm. the um, actual like eating it. Like of course it's nice to have it, but yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting because when I graduated, I graduated in 2009, um, high school and, um, it just, it's, it actually hurts to say, and you know, I always heard, I always heard adults be like, I graduated in blank. Ooh, ow, that hurts. And I, I'm like chill out dude but now that i'm here i'm like oh i have become exactly what they are and it does hurt um but i graduated I in, was 2009. in
2: 2009 that's what i'm saying <laughs>
0: <Same.
1: sighs> I, I, I could talk i could talk about the terror of aging every every single day we do a whole podcast on that but we won't because it's really sad but um we when I graduated, it was the 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 recession. It was the two thousand eight crash, and you know it's it, it kind of I feel like it sort of gets glossed over. Um, th- it was bad, like, and I didn't even realize at the time how bad it was because I just went into the world, and this was the world. There were no jobs. I twirled signs for Verizon Wireless. Um, that was the only job I could find. Um, so, it it was almost like my all of my friends and 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 I we were living off the dollar menu everywhere, like full time, we couldn't even afford to go to the grocery store. It was really interesting. And there was a time where I lived with four guys in a one bedroom, um, because we like literally just couldn't, you couldn't survive otherwise. Um, cause there was just no career path, no jobs, nobody was hiring. Um, we were all pulling carts or spinning signs. And, um, it was interesting to, to kind of see like that no, nobody was baking or, or doing any of that because we were working until, you know, 10 or 11 at night. Um, and so we became like dollar menu connoisseurs. Uh, we would find like the best deals. And I think, you know, you guys investing in in the ingredients and the process of it, it was much like us hunting for coupons and and it became almost like a game and it was almost therapeutic to to be like hey i only spent 57 cents at carl's jr today uh and so it's really it's really interesting to see that difference it's a small little note i wanted to add but i'm sure that you you know if you have some older listeners they'll identify with me on that
0: (laughs) yeah it's true it has definitely been a quarantine thing too i read a new Mm -hmm. york times article called my 50 pound bag of 50 pound bag of flour is gone my sanity is not so like it's one of my favorite article headlines of all time but uh it's just like i think it's it is incredibly therapeutic especially bread like, I think I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of like, a lot yeah. of bread baking, especially like, which well, is almost a year ago now, which is a little bit terrifying, but like wild. at the onset of it, just like oh, all the sourdough bread and we did that mm-hmm. too, but yeah. It's yeah. Been, I
2: didn't it's do, wild. I didn't do the sourdough, but there was a yeast shortage. I don't know if it's just my area, but I think it was like a, a widespread thing. And so right. my mom- got like this giant bag of instant yeast because she couldn't find the active yeast packets there so now I have like this giant Tupperware sitting in my freezer of yeast that I keep like trying to find recipes so I can use some and I've barely made a dent and I've made so many things from it but it's been really nice I feel like quarantine definitely helped me get back to my baking roots it's always something Mm -hmm. that I've done but like quarantine happened during my junior year so I was like Mm. fully just like doing stuff all the time didn't really have time for it and so then all of a sudden it's like well nothing's happening school at that point was optional um and oh, so yeah, I, I just that. was like let's bake like there's literally nothing else to do and so ever since then I've made it more of a priority to bake because it's just a really nice like relaxing thing that just is something that's not connected to anything that I do that really you know means I mean it means something in my life That things that like really count or you know have mm-hmm. pressure associated to them like there's no pressure for to bake like there's always other food in the house stuff like that which is of course a privilege to have but it's just something that like it's really it's just nice to be able to do
0: yeah same here it's very fun it's just it's like it's a good hobby i I really do think it's a fun hobby to have i i I wish that i even knew how to turn on my oven (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a I don't know. That's a cool thing too. Is like there's so many YouTube chefs and stuff out there. Like I watch Benjamin right. Babish a lot who does like movies from film. He did the um the blue macarons from The Mandalorian. And I want to make them now. But like it's so fun to like make baking and food and stuff like really interesting, like that too. And so it's like there's so much online now. Like
1: mm. so,
0: and that's another just cool piece of like having the internet is like for the longest time it was, you know, cookbooks and then food network came out, and that was really cool. And that food network is like game shows, but like you're still seeing like there's so many fun new ways to like learn how to cook and to get people involved and interested in it it's really really cool Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I grew up on Food Network actually my mom never let me like both my parents never let me um watch like Spongebob or Disney Channel or anything growing Mm -hmm. up so I was like the weird kid who watched like Food Network and HGTV when I was like eight so it's definitely always been like a part of me um for sure. But yeah, and also your mention of like baking things or cooking things for movie shows reminded me that I actually have a Star Wars cookbook. My brother's made Dang dishes rad. from. I can't remember the name, but one of it was like bacon wrapped onion rings. And the other one was like a sloppy Joe, but it was in non bread and it had like guacamole on the top.
1: Which Wait, was is like... that is Is that the Galaxy's Edge cookbook?
2: Yes. Yes, it is, is actually.
1: That... Those are I just- have that for for display purposes. I I have <laughs> never. I don't think I've ever even opened it. But it looks cool on my shelf. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's a cool looking cookbook. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's yeah the the sloppy Joe non bread whatever it was that was good. I don't eat like anything that's not turkey or chicken. So mm-hmm. I didn't eat the bacon wrapped onion rings, but they smelled good. They like looked good. So. Yeah,
0: That cookbook is pretty rad. There's also lore in it, which I think is the best piece as well. Yeah, if it's like it talks about like the chef there and it's like in galaxy's edge, basically. And it's like, it's a fun, it's a fun cookbook to have. That was an Mm. early quarantine purchase for me and got a lot of joy Mm. out of that guy. It also does look really cool on a shelf. I can confirm, (laughs) but uh, yeah. um, Cooking and baking aside, that was really fun. I'm glad. Enjoy your spinach pie, Kaylee. Um, Basically to like get back to what we were talking about just a second ago or while a little while ago now is like, I think again, like just conversations happening online, like what is, I guess just some lessons and you've talked a lot, like this has kind of been the whole thing. What are some lessons and stuff that you have learned from like going around, you know, yeah. like especially the negative pieces of online and like, you know, what are just some of the wisdom and lessons that you might've learned for somebody who wants to try and just like show love on the internet, just show kindness to people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could, I could, again talk all day about the things I did wrong, you know, the things that I misstepped in. I think, you know, one of the biggest was um uh you know pretty early on I, I developed a bit of a, a relationship with somebody over over Instagram, um uh you know another cosplayer and uh it ultimately obviously things didn't work out. Um very different opinions of of even how the whole situation unfolded, very different opinions of 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 how we communicated with each other. Um, truth is, I, if I could go back and just erase that and never get into that, I would I would do it in a heartbeat. If I could go back and at the end of it, choose to show love and kindness rather than anger and frustration, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, the one thing that I have never regretted is showing somebody kindness at a time where I was angry. Um, It's really helped me in running my business with employees. You know, we have about 75 employees currently. We should have 150 within a couple months. Um, And so showing kindness and learning like, like, hey, in those moments of anger, don't show your anger. Show your empathy. Show your kindness. Try to put yourself in that person's shoes. Because, you know, the the person I had an interference with or, or a little bit of an issue with, um, you know, went on and told their version of the story to a handful of people. And then that, you know, kind of turned some people who I could have had a great relationship with against me because, um, you know, I was angry at them too. And they were hitting me up and like, why would you do this? And I was like, well, well, it's not how things went. Here's my version of that. And, and it becomes this sort of, he said, she said, um, situation where, if we had both just chosen kindness at any point, the entire situation would have never existed. And that's crazy to think. At any point during those conversations, if I had just said, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that you don't agree with how I feel about this, but I, appreciate and love you as a human being more than to let this destroy the next four years of our life. And, you know, for quite a while, it did become a problem to the point where I actually sought legal counsel because I was so concerned that this might become an issue and, and and um, you know, regarding libel and slander that I was like, I need to get some sort of a restraining order here. And, you know, and those things would have even been remedied much earlier on if I had just tried to understand where the person was coming from sooner. And and as a result, I've seen that splinter and I still catch weird things from time to time that are like, oh, so and so said something about you. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, here's what I saw. And I was like, that was an incident that happened four and a half, five years ago. Why is that still being brought up? And I would say it's my one issue in the community. I I don't have bad blood with people. I don't have, uh, beefs with other YouTubers. I don't have anything negative to say about people. Um, because it's just not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. It's not worth my platform. And if I could go back and erase the one thing I would have a perfect record, you know, I, and there's people who don't like me for whatever reason, there's always gonna be people who don't like me, but it's not, it's not actually a conflict. And I think that's the biggest thing is avoid conflict. It feels empowering at the time. It feels like you're doing something, like you're standing up for something. But once you get out of that, that up and down of emotions and you get to that more level flat spot, you're like, oh, well, this isn't even an issue. This shouldn't even be an issue. And yet here we are bickering and and arguing, you know, with people four years later because of something that somebody said uh happened four years ago that, that it was just a disagreement that's straight up all it was was just a disagreement cool go your separate ways um that would be the thing if i can give anybody and if i can give you guys advice you know anything if you take anything away let the argument go you know you've got the screenshots you want to post it you want people to understand your side it's not worth it. It won't be worth it. It definitely won't be worth it in a year and it won't be worth it in five years. And so if I could go back and change anything, it would be to show more kindness early on and to to show more empathy and love.
2: I will definitely second that. I don't have as much life experience as you do, but just growing up as a teen girl who was, you know, had always had access to social media and stuff. I was surrounded by a lot of cattiness and I'm sure, you Mm -hmm. know, things happen with guys too, but I feel like, especially in like with girls uh growing up in the like Mm -hmm. middle school ages a lot of like clickiness and cattiness and you know now as a senior and I'm looking back on my high school experience I'm like well you know half those things those arguments those things I talked about um didn't mean anything like they were so stupid and I shouldn't have you know gotten involved in like and I, I don't want to like hate on myself, but like there were times I actively seeked out to be involved in conflict because I thought it was yeah. like cool to be part of that. And it's like, it's not, and it's stupid. And now yeah. like I'm at the point where like if something really does hurt my feelings or like hurts me, I will reach out and maturely and talk to them. And like, I still have a lot to work on, of course, but just like looking back at all those times where I would have just like tried to like sub, well, I don't use Twitter. So not like subtweet, but just like call out people, but sure. like not call them out. And stuff like that and it's just like there's no point in it so I definitely would agree with your point of like just show kindness like it's never going to hurt you to be nice to someone else
1: well congratulations on figuring that out 10 years earlier than I did and probably avoiding numerous con- confrontations that you don't have to so that's huge and, and I'm jealous of you
2: <laughs> thank you thank you I mean I'm definitely not perfect I'm still working on it but yeah
0: of course yeah that's really great and we're all I, I'm with that too like you know, I've definitely been working that on myself too. And we're all, but I'm definitely still learning. And like, you know, I'm 17. I also, re- like, I get that there's a piece of it, it's like, I have not lived enough life to know, like to really get it. But I am still like, I was trying to kind of keep that as, you know, priority number one. Right. It's like, to just be kind to everybody. Right. Like you said, like you can handle, I think a lot of better things. You can handle a lot of things better when you do it in a nice way than when you go out swinging. Definitely- yeah.
1: And, And, you know, you both said life experience or I haven't had enough life. And the truth is, you know, I mean, I started super 73 when I was 24, um, you know, and, and before that I had multiple businesses, I was doing my own thing, you know, as, as early as like 22, um, it's not a matter of, of, of life experience. I think that people will tell you that, um, but if you're only showing kindness and you're only showing love and you're only appreciating people, then life experience cannot be something that 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 hinders you from doing that because nobody can prove kindness wrong. You can never be proved wrong if you approach every situation with kindness. And that's what's crazy is that's like the ultimate yeah. life hack. I wish I would have known that when I was younger that I could win every single argument just by being kind. Because even if you don't get your point across, the human being on the other end of that argument benefits from your love and you go your separate ways. And yeah, maybe they're not your biggest fan, but they don't have a reason to hate you. And so you've won. And that's what's so cool. And I wish I would have known that hack earlier on. Nobody can tell you you, you're not good enough if you're just showing love. And that's what's cool.
0: Absolutely. That is just incredible. And it is just so true and something so important to you know, glad to to learn it as we're learning it as well. Like it is just so, so important. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you for listening. I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if these things are, 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 you know, something that, that you're already well aware of. Um, but you know, I, I think there are people out there that, that, just don't think about that. They don't think about showing love because it's not necessarily as fun. And so, you know, if any of your listeners can 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 glean anything from it, I'll be happy. But, you know, if, if not, then it's just a good reminder.
0: Absolutely, it really is. Because it's always like you can, I feel like you can never talk about stuff like that enough. Like you can never talk yeah. about showing love and being a good person to people enough, really. Just got to practice it, yeah. Yup, indeed. I mean, I think we really kind of hit that hard, but like any other just pieces of advice, somebody who, especially somebody who maybe wants to like make content or just do kind of like do the podcast thing, do anything like that. If they want to make content with this idea of still just kind of showing Mm -hmm. love and being that positive person, just being kind.
1: It's, it's funny when I, when I started the podcast, um, within a month, there were probably seven to 10 other podcasts that popped up about the same exact thing I was doing from people who were doing the same thing as me. And I was like, interesting. Um, because I think they saw the dollar signs and the opportunity to, oh, I could cash in on this too. Um, every single one of them is gone now. And why is that? Well, I think it's because they weren't doing it with the right purpose. They weren't doing it to truly just build a community, do something fun. You know, for Greg and I, it was a hobby. There was this there was this girl on, on Twitter who, you know, attacked me. And she actually attacked me for not tweeting about the Capitol riots. But I wasn't even on Twitter that day. And I had posted... 15 Instagram stories about it and, you know, had a huge argument going on Instagram. So I, all my, <laughs> all my firepower was over there and I was focusing and, and this girl tried to cancel me by saying that, um, you know, I, I have this big platform on Twitter and I'm not using it and, it and it's my white privilege. And, and, you know, she was being pretty aggressive and she said, uh, you know, him and his, uh, you know, wannabe never was podcast. And I thought that was such an interesting line because I was like, what is a, what is that, what does that mean? What does, um you know, me having a, a wannabe podcast mean, because I have a podcast um, and it's, you know, I'm at yeah, episode hundred or whatever. And yeah, we don't have hundreds of thousands of listeners, but that wasn't the point. The point was for us to accomplish something. And that was to make a podcast and get in touch with the community. And every week we open, you know, 10 to 15 packages from local artists and creators, and we're able to showcase their art. So it's become this kind of community center that everybody can in, in my community can rally around. I'm not trying to break news. I'm not trying to to spoil leaks. I'm not trying to get inside information. I've never had a guest on my podcast that's in the Disney or Star Wars world, uh, you know, employment wise, because it's not about that. It's about the community. And so people will will hurl insults your way, but if you're doing it for the right reasons, they they fall on deaf ears because it's not an insult to have a small podcast. It's something that I love and I cherish. And so, um, you know, I think if you focus on those things and you go in more of that direction, you're going to find, you're going to have a lot more, uh, endurance to keep making podcasts. Cause it's not about the first 10, it's about a hundred, 200, however many you want, because you'll see how much you've learned and changed and grown by episode a hundred. And that's, what's exciting
0: yeah thank you it's really true and like kind of my like peel back the curtain peel back the curtain on this especially what you were just saying is kind of you came on talking about like and I appreciate this I'm so thankful that you're like you know I to you I to your first one and I'm like oh you did like because there's definitely I think a piece of me too that goes back to listen to that and I'm like oh man that was six months ago even yeah. like and I'm like oh maybe might even be eight at this point which is bonkers but like it was
2: it was in the summer I remember was, well does in the summer, and we're like in July, yeah. it was like, Yeah, it was July. Kind of awkward at first, it was but it was incredibly really awkward, <laughs> awkward. I, really awkward. I cringe yeah. thinking about that episode. I cringe,
1: I
0: mean, I cringe at my first
2: one, yeah. yeah we had, we but, had never met before, yeah. We got on the Zoom, we were like, Hi, this is my name, this is where I'm from, and this is uh, how old I am. And then we just started recording
3: an episode. How did you
0: find each other? Summer internship, and like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, there is an
3: thing Carter that kind of made an announcement in one of the Slack channels saying, "Oh, people that want to do like a podcast, just you know, DM me." Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone, yeah.
3: Everyone just kind of you know did their own stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah we had
0: a
3: summer.
1: Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, that's just that's so cool. It's one because that's very brave of all of you. So congratulations. That's thank you. I mean, the anxiety of that first conversation was probably. looking back such a, I mean, what a rush, like what a thrilling moment for you to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and do something that makes you feel uncomfortable because now you can do it again and again and again, and you've mastered that part of it. And that's so cool because so many people don't even get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where it's like, you know, if you stop at 10 or you stop at 20 or you stop at 30, then, then you stop when you stop, but you did it and you know that's what's so cool and so many other people who are so fast to make criticisms they don't have a podcast they don't do that they don't know the thrill of of saying your name and introducing yourself to total strangers and then the pressure of podcasting um and that's something that you have and it's a treasure that you get to kind of add to your collection um and at the end of your life you're not going to be caring about the person on twitter who's throwing shade at you because you didn't have enough listeners you're going to be caring about the memories you made and the 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 hurdles you overcame to do something that other people weren't doing
0: thank you yeah it was it was crazy we all like there so there's an ap like help website it's still around it's called Fiveable. um i guess plug it here because it's the reason we all know each other and it's like but basically so quarantine hits and like especially me and my ap classes like i'm stressed out because there's an ap test in may and school shut down in march and i'm like i gotta study and there was like a five hour long like cram session the day before and I'm like this is my speed of studying so I took that and after the fact I took it with some friends we just kind of like almost as a meme as a joke like ah oh, this is a cool company and it was taught by like kids which is a cool thing too it is taught by like juniors this like five hour AP session that was awesome and as a joke we we're like haha like what if we all work here one day and then I must have gotten on the email list and I get the like we are looking for interns application mm-hmm. and I'm like Okay, I guess I'm going in on this thing then. And didn't actually get the main internship. Didn't get like any kind of paid position. But mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we got way too many applicants for jobs. We're gonna just create a Slack channel for like 800 kids and give you like 10 weekly. Ass- it was 10 weekly assignments. It was bonkers. Like the concept wow. is mm-hmm. incredible. And so I think week three, they're like, okay, we want to do like these study breaks, and we just want you to make whatever kind of content you want, and we're just gonna put it in there. And so that's what we started. I'm like there was already a podcast chat that was happening I admit kind of talked with these people briefly in this chat and we talked about like I think Youngsoo and I like bonded over Hamilton
3: yeah true like
0: very <laughs> yeah that was when we had like a movie night like over Zoom or whatever and that was cool but like and then I just threw out the idea I'm like hey has anyone do a podcast and I got 14 responses like wow. within a day and then I promptly forgot about it for 24 hours and I'm like oh yeah I should come up with a pitch for that and I'm like all right you know after watching genuinely watching Rex Center I would talk about this before this watching your like be a good person episode I'm like let's have another like let's make a good be a good person talk about good news kind of podcast and so I threw that out there and even then got like 11 responses and so we just wow. went around from there like our team and our team has definitely shrunk down and we're mm-hmm. on like episode 20 now basically which is incredible it's and amazing. I'm so happy but like our team has shrunk down to really me, um, Kaylee, and Young of course, and Saisha are their hosts, and then Ches is our editor, like the main people. And then, like, the graphics person still does our graphics. We, for, like, October through like January, we had like a different graphic for like each season. And that was really fun. So we had like Spooky, cool. and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun to keep up with these people, and just like, and that's kind of what I'm here for now, too. Is like, it was <laughs> so fun, too. Because we did eventually, like, episode one, oh, stressful, no script. Like, we didn't know yeah. anything about each other. And then, I want to say like episode three was the first time like before we started zooming where we just like somebody threw out a question like oh how was school or how was your day right and just started going from there and then that kept building and building and it was like making these personal connections and you know now like we'll talk for an hour
1: before we record and just like catch up with these people it really is it's really cool too because i i mean i didn't do that at 19 18 19 20 i i was playing xbox and you know twirling signs i if you are so far beyond where i was when i was your age and i'm so jealous and i wish like so desperately sometimes that i could go back and do what you guys are doing um because you know i I met recently or i guess a year over a year ago now i met liam um liam cole he's a a tiktoker he was a a pretty well-known tiktoker at the time um And Lucasfilm flew both of us to their headquarters to make TikToks. And I I met this, you know, 18 year old named Liam. And he was like, I want more. I don't want to just make TikToks. I I want more. I want to make meaningful content. And I just took a chance on him. And I was like, all right. He was living in Oregon at the time. I said, move down to Los Angeles and come work for me. And before I could even give him the official job offer, he had moved. He got in his car, loaded everything up, left his parents' house, quit his job. And he moved to California for a chance to do something that's important. And in that moment, I said, Liam is going to grow far beyond any sort of businessman or person that I'll ever be because at 19 years old, he was doing what I was nervous about doing at 25. And that is the, the bullish, ignorant confidence of Gen Z is one of my most favorite things. Cause they, you don't yeah. care. You don't care what you're up against. You don't care what the odds are. If you feel like you need to do it, you blindly do it and you succeed very often. And that's, what's so cool. When, when, when you all start getting into, you know, your late twenties and you're, and you're starting your own businesses and you're succeeding, the world is going to change every single day because of the things that you're trying to do that nobody else has tried to do before, because you're so blindly confident and willing to risk everything. It's really interesting. It really is. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, it's really nice to hear that you like took a chance on someone like that because that's kind of what Fiveable did for us. They mm-hmm. didn't have this position uh, when they were looking for interns. They kind of just created it, and I was so grateful for it because my other op- uh, internship internship opportunities fell through because of COVID. I really wanted to intern at um, at the Met. And they were like, nope, we're not doing that because of COVID. And so they took a chance on us. And it's obviously blossomed into so much more, at least for us. And I'm sure for other people. And then just also hearing your compliments about like how much we're doing now is really nice to hear because we always talk about like how we feel like as 16, 17 year olds, we're so ashamed of how little we've done when we cover these stories of kids who are like five or six who are doing a ton. So it's really nice to hear from like I don't want to be offensive, but an older perspective, (laughs) just (laughs) like seeing,
1: it's good. It's good. Just like seeing
2: how much you've done, because like for me, I feel like I really haven't done that much in my lifetime.
1: You are uh, the internet can be a really cruel mirror. It's like a funhouse mirror where you're like, "Wait, that's me." No, it's not. Don't worry. Just because you're not where somebody else is doesn't mean you're not where you're right supposed to be. And I think. Oh gosh, I, yeah, I can't stress it up. I'm, I'm not just blowing sunshine. I am telling you that I wish I would have started a podcast when I was 19. I wish I would have started a failing company at 19. I wish I would have done anything outside of playing video games and, and just making enough money to pay rent. And because of what you're doing now, you are setting yourself up. You're experiencing an entire career before your career is going to start. The average career in the US starts at 33 years old. You have the next, what is that, 10, 14 years, 13 years to mess up before you actually need to start working in a career. I couldn't imagine if I had another 13 years to do stuff, the stuff I would come up with, but my mind just wasn't there. I didn't know that was a possibility. And so to see your group doing this now, you're headed for huge things and you're going to outshine me very quickly and I'm excited to see it
0: yeah again. thank you thank you that is really really means a lot to hear that from you and like yeah because you're so cool because I've looked up to you man for like you know I've been watching I think I say year and a half it was like December 26 wow. 2019 it was like the day after Christmas and I watched yeah. the Galaxy's Edge one of uh the like the the grand night of Galaxy's Edge podcast because I was going to Florida and I was going to Disney World and I'm like let's see what the Star Wars is all about and I watched you and Greg and Taylor talk about that and like immediately fell in love with you then and like
1: Mm.
0: okay you like honestly dming you too just be like oh let's see maybe he'll come on was like the farthest like dream of a dream like ah this dude doesn't have time for us this dude's like running a super successful company has got like this big star wars podcast like he's like i don't want to come talk to like me and us kind of just like kids talking about good news every once in a while and also like taco shaped brits crackers and other random stuff like you know and then you were coming back to me was just like one of the like was an incredibly cool experience. And then this has been amazing.
1: Thank you. I I wish I could spend my entire day talking to uh, young creative people because I think I would get a lot more joy and success out of doing that than dealing with old people who don't want to change their ways. Um, It's really exciting to see what's coming down the pipeline. And I think, you know, Gen Z, there's a reason why I invested, you know, I, I pay Liam to stay on the pulse. Uh, Liam gets to do whatever he wants at super 73, because I know that Liam is going to do good things. And so to have a 19 year old on staff, that's telling me like, "Mm, this doesn't have the right tone. This isn't said, right. We need to focus here. I take a lot to heart. And now a 19 year old is making big decisions at an electric motorbike company (laughs) that just raised $20 million. And so it's like each one of you has the ability to go do that. And that's, what's really exciting. And I think. Brands are starting to understand that they're starting to understand they need to be more aware of, of the generation coming. So yeah, I'm, I'm honored you have me on and, and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you. I'm grateful for yours, dude. This has been incredible. Yeah, please. Incredible for me as well. I'm. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Most fun I had today. Wow. Well, thank you. I think I can say the
0: same. I had like two testing quizzes and classes and school. Great. Great. Yeah, we had some good discussions, Socratic circles, but like a lot of essays and stuff. This has been the glad I barely
1: glad I barely squeaked above the essays.
0: Oh no, you're much higher above the essays. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I mean, honestly, like you said, like I could go for eight more hours too. But uh, just to be for your time for everything else, we all got a lot of things um kind of to wrap up here michael where can people find you like on the internet whatever you do any of that
1: yeah so my home address is no i'm kidding uh i am on all socials at rexin underscore around pretty simple rexin underscore around uh and you can find my company at super 73 pretty much anywhere just super in the number 73 awesome
0: yeah that's been, please, like I commend of you listening, like check it out. It just will bring you so much joy and makes me smile. Like TikTok's podcast, your posts, seeing the network, I'm so jazzed to see everything coming up with that. Like big, I feel like big things are coming on your front a lot and I'm excited to see where it all goes.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. And and same for all of you. It's it's cool to to see this happen and I'm going to be following your careers with great interest.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you know if I have any ideas for super 73 and I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. I'll take them dude. One day. Maybe if I ever go cool. to California, cause it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've been over there.
1: Yeah. Once the, once the, uh, the panorama ends, we can, um, we can all, we can all meet up at galaxy's edge.
0: I am so down, cool. so down. There are I'll be Dice there. on my desk right here.
1: I, I, yeah, I've got them hanging in my car. So we yep. are two, two of the same. Indeed.
0: Yeah, I think, cool. uh, Keo Youngsu, so where can people find you if you got anything else to plug?
2: Nothing. I never have anything to plug. I'm not, just, <laughs> not doing anything too your, interesting your new, at the moment.
1: Your new baking podcast. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, One day, actually, no, I'm not, I'll go on a quick little tangent. I do want to start like a, a baking website where it's literally just the recipes. Cause the thing that annoys me so much is when you click on a recipe and there's like a story about their life and it's like okay like that's meaningful to you but like I just want to know like what I need to do so maybe in the future one day we'll have like a website where it's like just the just the recipes but for now not really doing anything to oh I will plug though do a crossword puzzle um this whole week I think I've like aged like 40 years because I started reading books and like doing crossword puzzles so do a crossword puzzle they're kind of fun and like (laughs) i Love enjoy it. them i feel like i get smarter when i do them so that's like my plug it's me even yeah. a plug
0: there's a mini crossword puzzle on i think the new york times website i'm pretty sure it's free we do mm-hmm. i do we'll do it in my ap Lang class to so like start the class off sometimes and uh so yeah I'll, the, cro- I'll the
1: crossword that. the crossword puzzle industry has a boom this week in interest and they're like where did this come from <laughs> why do people care about crossword puzzles it's not 1920 anymore <laughs>
0: yeah I'll, I'll give props a big crossword i don't know what's up with them but uh <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for a, a crossword puzzle boom. Great on uh, road trips. Not that those are happening at all, but uh, <laughs> hard recommend Sudoku books, crossword books on like road trips. Very fun. But uh, yeah, uh, Young do you have anything, any place we can find you?
3: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at youngsokim 404 um, I don't have anything to plug, just you know, spread positivity, um, stay safe wear your masks and, you know, have fun.
0: Well, uh, thank you for listening to us. Talk to just Michael Canava, who's just incredible. And this has been absolutely amazing. If you want to find us, of course, we have Instagram, Facebook groups, TikToks and all that. They're in our descriptions. We might have a website up at this point. I don't know. Um, Chesimamuchi does our editing, incredible part of our team. Uh, Louie Morrison is a producer of ours. And uh, Campbell Deepkin has done our graphics, as we said earlier. She's done all of the, like, awesome different seasonal graphics that just are so fun. And I remember I hit her up, like, one day. I'm like, hey, could we do, like, a Thanksgiving one, maybe? And she's like, sure. I also made you Christmas and another Christmas if you want. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Amazing. But, uh yeah this has been a teak of a positivity i've been Carter of joined by michael canavo and just incredible hosts and people that i'm so happy i get to podcast with um yeah kaylee richman young su kim thank you and thank you for coming on michael again this has been just the best so,
1: thank you for having me everyone i appreciate it and really stoked on what you're all doing we're stoked on what you're
0: doing too until next episode bye bye
3: bye everyone